0: Dr. Young, and I am your host of the Daily, a life coach. Thank you for joining me. This is episode number forty. Very exciting. I like the even numbered episodes. I'll make sure this is a good one for you. You know, this is going to be coronavirus related, but what I am trying to do moving forward, and even in my past episodes, is trying to forecast a few steps ahead of this virus. And what I mean by forecasting a few steps ahead of the virus. I want to talk about what we need to do in order to stay ahead of it. So when I think about this pandemic, I think about uh, 2008, the Great Recession. And for those of you who did not participate in the Great Recession, you're very lucky. It was tough times. And there's a lot of people that are feeling comfortable about what's going on economically, financially, socially, and civically because they have gone through The Great Recession. A few of my listeners, they probably even have gone through the Great Depression, but not very many. But this is different, people. That is why the name of this episode is called Activate Your Five-Year Plan Now. Not yesterday. Not in five years from today. You've got to activate it now. We have got to push the go button and activate our five-year plan. As if that five years were today. I want you to imagine, think about, if you were sitting in April of 2025, where do you see yourself? I'm sure you've been asked that question in interviews, right? Well, I like your, your position, because by then I'm sure you're going to just rocket ship your way to the top of this joint. I think I like your your position. Yeah. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about you going in and sabotaging all your coworkers and trying to steal their jobs. That's not what I'm getting at here, people. Let's keep this thing wholesome, shall we? I'm actually talking about mitigating or eliminating all the idle time. I'll get to it laters. I'm still young. I just want to have fun right now. I want to enjoy my college days. I want to enjoy my time, my last few weeks as a senior. Whatever your thing is, whatever the bag of excuses you're carrying right now, shake it out. It's time to activate your five-year plan today. If you procrastinate based upon what just occurred financially, civically, and socially as a result of COVID-19, a.k.a. that Rona, you are going to be in trouble. And here's why. As discussed in my last podcast, episode 39, which would be the prequel to episode 40, right? For all you mathematicians out there. We talked a lot about how the world changed as a result. COVID-19. Some of the things we talked about were deployment of new technology, a deployment that was being held off by public uprisings, by loyal customers that needed to see Sammy or Jenny, Tommy, Mikey, whoever. They needed to see these individuals, even Tanner. I know, it's crazy, right? They even want to see Tanner. And so these individuals stayed alive and existed because there was no time to cut jobs. There was no time to create efficiencies. It just wasn't there. And not just the time, how do you do it? How do you, how do you make cuts and deploy new technology in the midst of great profits and everyone's doing well? You know what, people? We hit our bonuses, so half you guys are fired. Thank you. Thanks for coming. No one's going to do that. I won't say no one, but you get where I'm coming from. That's a very tough message to deliver to anyone. There's even been industries on the fence. What do we do? Should we try this new AI? Should we keep our people? Should we try this new robotics? Should we keep our people? Should we try this new automated assembly line? Should we keep our people? There's been a lot of that going on. And everybody was banking on the people. And then all of a sudden COVID-19 came, a.k.a that rona and next thing you know people just lost a lot of value and what i mean by that is social distancing just changed the game every business on the planet that had some type of technology in beta and alpha or any other form of launch development piloting etc cetera, etc cetera, If it was far enough along to halfway work, they push the go button. Touchless, this, humanless, that, do it online, deliver it to your door. Everything short of having your makeup done and getting a massage is pretty much moved online or to some type of touchless, humanless, non face to face transaction. You want your roof fixed? I don't need to see you. You need your sink fixed? Point me in the right direction. I don't want to look at you, see you, smell you, touch you, inhale any of the things that you're breathing out. Pay me electronically. Send me Bitcoin. Hit me up on Cash App. PayPal me. I don't even want to touch your credit card. Wave your Apple Pay at me. Just don't touch me. Anyone who had a technology that was deployable, that works, that was compliant, even halfway effective. Not even 100%. It's in the air. Now ask yourself this. If the new normal is, I don't need to come and see you. I've already watched it online. I've checked the reviews. I've owned one before. Just send it to me. Drop ship it, FedEx it. Just send it. I don't want to walk in the building next to 20 other people, 50 other people. I checked the dimensions, the specifications, the accessories that have been Designed and recommended for this item. I watched the extended warranty videos and I like it. I will take one. I'm pre approved and I'll docu sign my papers. Or frankly, put it on my credit card and send it to me. The game just changed. Right now, I want you to think. How long do you think it'll take before a restaurant's abandon their touchless processes? I don't think it's ever going to happen. I think there's a new normal. No one's going to want you digging and touching in their food like they used to allow it to happen. The game just changed. Amazon, package at the front door. They take a picture of the package at your front door. And they hit you up with a message. Boom. I don't even think the doorbell rings most of the time anymore. You get the email. They don't even want to see you come to the front door anymore. Even when this goes away, there's a new normal that's been created that we're going to have to deal with now. One of Elon Musk's greatest fears is that machines will take over and humans will no longer have a place in society. There are currently existing socioeconomic groups that feel they're being targeted and being discriminated against based upon their color now let's not get it twisted people there's discrimination and biases everywhere every day and if you think there's not you're a little bit naive because there is whether it's sexism racism whatever it is it's isms everywhere What there isms are there i gotta work on my ism list i don't know i don't know enough about hate and isms jeez i've been sheltered against the isms my whole life I need to brush up on that. Anyway, the isms will always exist, at least in my lifetime. But something that's even bigger is this. We have spent through hundreds of billions of dollars in a matter of days, and we haven't begun to relieve the financial woes of the individuals in this country. Hundreds of billions of dollars have already been deployed, and there's people that haven't seen money and they will still end up bankrupt, in poverty, foreclosed on, repossessions, or just downright hungry. Because there's not enough trillions in this country to sustain the need of the people. Now, with that said, a lot of those 20-something million unemployed people right now are in positions that I consider middle management, or technology-sensitive roles. Meaning, these are positions, opportunities, jobs that can be, will be, and have been replaced by automation. And it continues to happen. Factory jobs, call centers, mid-level managers, bankers, the list goes on. Anyone who counts something, a computer system will count faster, better, more accurately than will ever count. AI is about to change the call center world forever. Online banking has devastated the ability to walk into a branch and see tellers in a drive-thru, tellers inside, and people standing there waiting to seat the next client with their question. Everything short of a wire transfer you can do in person, and frankly, if you've got a treasury account, you do that from your own house as well, or your office. Poor waiters and waitresses, bartenders. People are going to be thinking twice about running back into crowds again. Although I will say this, I will say there's an uprising of individuals who are saying, damn the torpedoes. I want a beer. I want a steak. And I want to sit down and see my favorite waiter or waitress serve it to me. I want them to smile at me. And I want to feel like I'm at a place where everybody Knows my name. So don't get me wrong. I know there's people out there that are chomping at the bit. Who are about COVID it out. Who are starting to see the damage that's been done. The irreversible damage that has occurred. And they're trying to get back in the game before this hatchet hits them. It doesn't take Miss Cleo to see in the future and know what's so happening right now. Financially, civically. There are churches who will never be the same. Because now so many churches who were prepared to turn the corner and resume their normal services online and who had prepared their congregations, I was going to say constituents, that's politics, their congregations, their constituents, their congregations to give, worship, interact online, those churches and organizations have stepped light years ahead of those churches and organizations that weren't ready, that didn't have a media department, that didn't have a social media department, that hadn't embraced technology. We're going to see an evolution similar to that of which occurred with the dinosaur. We're going to dig up some people in a couple thousand years and say, ooh, this was the Rona man. He was rendered extinct during the coronavirus pandemic because he wasn't paying attention to automation, innovation, and technology that the Daily Life Coach talked about for years every week. I know some of you are hearing me. Some of you aren't. Trust me. I sit in the room with people all the time, and there's always those few people that sit back and say, Victor, you don't get it. People like me. No one's ever going to live without buying their stuff from me because I am the man. Trust me, I know that guy. You probably know that guy too. And the fact of the matter is this. If that client gets a chance to have this extremely efficient process that gives them back their time, energy, and frankly some of their mental capacity from going through the brain damage of dealing with this individual, they'll probably take it. I remember when car dealerships, I went to a friend of mine's car dealership. (laughs) This is back in like 99. No, hold on. It wasn't that long ago. Let me fast forward. Actually, eh, let's see here. Yeah, this was probably a couple, 2,099. Actually, no, let me fast forward a little bit. This was 2004. There we go. I went to a friend of mine's car dealership in 2004 in Chicago. And we we laughed about this a, a few months ago. So, but... He had the biggest infinity store I'd ever seen. This thing had a barbershop, a restaurant, a deli. you go in there and get some pastrami cut. It had a movie theater. You could go in there and do anything in the world you wanted. It had an infinity dealership. It was massive. It was intimidating. You'd look down. You didn't want to make eye contact with anybody. You just didn't feel good enough. You needed counseling when you left this thing. It just was overwhelming. An infinity dealership. I can get a fade. I can get my toes did. My hair did. Everything did. You get the point. Fast forward. Mm-hmm, that's not the model. That's a, that was a big nut to crack. For those of you who don't understand financial talk, that means it's a lot of money to pay the bills in that big building. So that's a big nut to crack. All that expense and size. And fast forward, people just want to get in and get out. They want to be able to drive in, drop their keys off, and be connected to Internet and Wi-Fi seamlessly. They want their information, we call it a pre-write, pre-written, pre-registered, on an appointment so they can walk in, swap keys, and they're back out the door or into an Uber, headed to work. The service shuttle died a slow death. For all you small-time dealers with a guy driving a minivan, dropping people off now, taking them 45 minutes an hour to get to their destination, stop it already. Get back to Uber and Lyft after they start taking passengers again one day. But business evolved overnight. All these service shuttles and barber shops and laser hair clinic. I mean, there was a million things. Dry saunas, people walking around with towels on them. I mean, it was just crazy. Now people just want efficiency. They want an RFID reader to know their car just pulled in, their name pops on a screen, their service advisor has their pre-write, they know where their concerns are, and they're in and they're out in a matter of moments. Or worst case scenario, they're in your service lounge, it's clean, it's rona-free, and it's got really good Wi-Fi. And then they're back out again because that technician was able to get the shop, get the car, and they want to be out quickly because they want that technician to be prepared for the car, get it in, get it out, get them back in their own vehicle, and they want to be down the street again, down the road motors. They don't want you to give them a car and then make all these different special trips back and they call you 10 times Is my car ready? No. Done, son. The business is changing Hospitals, hospitals. patients don't want to sit in a waiting room with 50 other sick people, terrified that they're going to get a staph infection or some other illness, or even worse, being demoralized by seeing other sick people and other various states around them. They want the efficiency of knowing they can schedule to see that doctor within a 15-minute window, get in and get out. And you can do that now, hospitals, by using technology that communicates between the doctor and the patient. If the doctor's in surgery running late, that technology and software will let the client know Dr. Young is running two hours behind. Your new appointment time is now 2.15. Would you like to accept this time or reschedule? That technology exists. Now I don't show up at noon, sit there until 2.15, wonder what the heck is happening. See the nurse practitioner, the doctor waves and, as, and walks by me at 3.15, and I'm going, why am I even here? The world is changing. Well, this is without getting into our 5G, and we all know Skynet's taking over eventually, but I'm not even talking about Skynet or 5G right now. I'm talking about simple enterprise software and automation here. With that technology that's updated from a doctor's app on a cell phone, I don't need 20 receptionists calling customers with a bad attitude who probably hate their jobs, which is it's fine. I mean, they're dealing with people who probably aren't excited because they're going to see a doctor or a dentist. So they both have a little bit of merit there. Pissed off on both ends. Technology handles that now. I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole of what's out there, but here's what I want to do is this. For the individuals who feel like they're being targeted because of their socioeconomic status or their color, you're right and you're wrong. You're right and you're wrong. At the end of the day, technology doesn't know color. It just doesn't. When an artificial intelligence takes your job, he doesn't know if you're white, black, Hispanic, or whatever else you could be. If I missed you, I'll get you next time. Technology doesn't know. But here's the problem. There are some individuals. There are some specific races. There are specific regions of the United States that may or may not have more Hispanics or African Americans or Asians that are in areas that jobs are being lost at a high rate of speed. And I'm going to tell you this. This is just strictly... A Victor Young opinion. The less money you have in life, you're going to become invisible at some point. And I can say that because I've been invisible quite a few times in my life. And I know that hurts like hell to hear me say that. And it hurts like hell when it happens to me. But being invisible is the worst thing you ever want to become. And I'm having this tough love talk with you today because it's your job to never become invisible again. And if you're not participating in this world in some fashion, that you have network stature, money, a certain education level, something, if you don't have secret sauce, And you become invisible because you're a part of the great displacement that Andrew Yang chats about in my technology recession theory that I talk about. You've got tough days ahead. If you have a five-year plan and you have the means and know-how to activate it, you better push the button now. For everyone who's waiting for the good old days to come back, chances are high you may not see the good old days. If you feel like you've been forgotten, it's a possibility that you have, but it's not on purpose. And eh, sometimes it is. Sometimes people just don't like you. It happens. Don't dwell on that either. The problem is things are moving forward so quickly right now that it's time to respond with the same pace and speed of business or faster. If you let this thing lap you too many times, I mean, lap you like going around, you're not like lapping you like a dog like lap you, okay? Stay with me. If you let this situation orbit you way too many times before you decide to engage and believe that things are really changing, you've got tough days ahead. The great news is this. For every action, there's a reaction. And there's new and innovative technologies and opportunities being opened up by the day. You need to get there fast. Dive in, pick your spot where you're going next, and start making it happen. We're in a new era in more ways than you can imagine. For all you astrologists out there, you're like, yeah, we are in a new era, huh? Hmm. For all you historians out there, for all of you biblical scholars out there, you're like, yep, we're in a new era. We are in a new era. It is time to activate your five-year plan right now. Get with your creative groups. Get with your mentors. Get with your partners. Get with your graduating class. Find someone to start brainstorming with and take a step every day. Move forward, find your future, find your new place. It's going to be a long time before anyone gets a chance to go back and pull you up. Not like you need it. There'll be some things available, but it's not what you're looking for. It's not what's going to sustain you. Let's get in the game. Let's activate. We're going to end it here, but next week, next week episode, we're going to go a little bit deeper into how to move forward. This was the why episode 41 is going to be the how. Thank you for joining me, everyone. This has, been, this has been an honor for me to be here today to provide some oversight and vision into what's going on. I need each and every one of you to rethink where you're at today. Take inventory, take stock where you're at today and be ready to move forward. I like to thank all my friends in Australia, Canada. Saudi Arabia is in the house last week. Good to see you back, Saudi Arabia. All my friends in Alaska. Port Alexander, great to see you. Can't leave out all my friends in the U.S., my family here in the States. Germany is back at the house. Korea, the Republic of Korea. Keep listening. And all the other countries. Ah, Jamaica. Jamaica had a big surge of listeners last week. Good to see you back in, in the game, Jamaica. And, of course, my second friend and family, Puerto Rico. See you soon, God bless, and live fearless my friends.